Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Locke. And I'm also here. And also Daniel. He's That's also Daniel. crazy. I like how I still say my last name and you've just stopped. <laughs> Do you say Daniel Locke? Yeah, I say Daniel Locke. Oh, I'm Daniel Lee. Good luck. Because you gotta find me. <laughs> what? Is that a reference for something that I don't know? It was Kanye. I like Kanye. Anyways, we kind of were going to record a different topic originally, but we just came up with this idea on the fly. Yeah, now we're going to make it about Kanye. Yeah, we're going to make so it about our Kanye. Kanye one-shot. Yes, okay. Make me stronger something-something music? I don't know. Yes. He ran for president. That might be oh the... my god, he did! That actually might be a good prompt one day. Yeah, Kanye for president? Kanye for president, or just a prompt about running for president as oh. a pop star? You're like a bard and you're running for a president? Oh, yeah. Wow. Write that down. Yeah. yeah. And then cut it from this podcast. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, you're listening to One Shot at a Time. It's a D&D podcast. Sort Is it of. As of right now, it's still technically D&D. We'll slowly change that over time, probably. That's true. We take a random prompt and turn it into a one-shot adventure. Today's prompt, because this coming Saturday, which I guess I just realized doesn't matter to you because this episode's going to come out way later, but we're planning to do a one-shot adventure that I made about a group of characters that have been in 1940s New York noir-like setting. Post-war. Post-war, yes. I realized, I learned today that World War II happened. You don't have to tell them. (laughs) I I felt like I should be honest to our audience on how little I know about history, which if they've been following this podcast, they already know. Right. But I Well, this is like a new low. Okay, that's This is a new low to just like not know when World War II happened. (laughs) Yeah. I learned today that the World War II happened sometime in the 1940s, so that was a... Mind explosion for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it was that shocking for you. Yeah, it was very <laughs> I was very lost. Like I knew Jackie Robinson came out somewhere around there. Yeah. I knew nothing about World yeah, War II. I remember I remember yeah, I was first in line when they released Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Anyways. I was I so mean... excited for that baseball update. I had it pre-downloaded. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Alright, let's Yeah, I mean this time you get to see us talk about history in even more detail, so we'll show how little we know about it even more great but the prompt is a 1940s new york noir setting and we're gonna do a detective mystery style one-shot adventure with a twist which is the fact that this new york setting is essentially also tied to the forgotten realms fantasy setting in a weird underground harry potter what is that harry potter yeah i don't what is that it's about a guy with glasses Uh uh-huh and he okay. was killed, or his Whoa. parents were killed, okay. by this evil wizard who you can't say his name, and he goes to a magic <laughs> school. Also, dude, <laughs> with like Harry Potter sounds so dumb <laughs> if you just try to explain it, especially the part where nobody can say Voldemort, dude. It, <laughs> That's right, just yeah. like, and he it was killed by this guy, and you can't say his name. <laughs> like, what is it hard to pronounce? Or <laughs> no, people just don't like saying it. They all, everybody knows it. Yeah, he's really famous, actually. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird thing. I, I saw someone compare like Harry Potter as a hero, who's just like, oh yeah, here's like a story of a hero coming up from like hard times and slowly like changing the dynamic of society for the better of the lower class. That's and true. Harry Potter is just like this kid who was from the lower class who finds out he's actually has a lot of power. He's rich and just oh. joins the upper class and becomes a cop. Wow, that's so true. Yeah. That's so true. Wow. Yeah, so Harry Potter, not the best hero. And J.K. Rowling is very anti-trans. Yeah, that was also a weird thing I found So maybe it's, maybe it's deliberate. She's yeah. probably like a libertarian. Oh gosh, who knows? I We're mean, coming out hard against J.K. Rowling on this podcast. Really? If you're listening to this, J.K., fuck you. <laughs> you, got, you heard it here first. One shot at a time, fuck J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. 
I'm glad we got that on record. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, that's kind of the setting we're playing with. I've already made a one-shot adventure for this Saturday, but I figured it'd be kind of cool to see what Daniel Lee and my own approach is from this kind of setting. It'll be interesting because you'll probably have to really dance around not using your current ideas. Not at all. Because this. Oh, okay. It, okay, so my thought going to this is that like, Full disclosure, I made this one-shot adventure with our listener, Richard. Hi, Richard. Yeah, um, our listener, meaning our sole listener, our one listener. <laughs> yes, our, he's the soul of our listeners. Right. He's yes, the soul of our yes. listener base. He's our, all of our listeners are uh, warlocks, and then Richard is their patron. Oh, sick. That'd be cool. Richard is the great old one. All right, we need to make a custom homebrew class called the Richard, the Richard <laughs> yeah, patron. Yeah. Okay. yeah, aspect of Richard. <laughs> he likes space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great space deity. <laughs> Okay. He communicates to you through a little woman in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, this is, like, a little backstory or, I guess, behind the scenes of my style when I do DMing or making adventures. I usually always consult one other friend to make it for a separate group. Usually it's Richard because he doesn't play D&D and he refuses to play D&D even though I beg him to play D&D. So, Richard, I beg you to play D&D with us. Right. I love passive-aggressively calling out someone on your podcast (laughs) when he's, like, one of your only supporters. (laughs) Hey, man, if you have a podcast, you don't call out your friends. Are you even using it properly? That's true. That's true. Podcasting really is just for, like, megalomaniacs who don't actually have an outlet for their (laughs) frustrations. But, yeah, I made this one-shot adventure of, like, this detective noir style, which, to be fair, he also did not mention it was in world war ii setting either so right i'm not alone in this okay great yeah yeah publicly calling him out now yeah clearly but i want to see how we would make it together so from like the 1940s new york half magic half america setting what aspects of this seem interesting to you i guess we could probably start ironing out the setting a little bit more and what you would want to play with yeah okay so are we are we going to keep it grounded in the sort of like it's the real world except sometimes like orcs fall through a portal into new york yeah i I like to take it from that angle where it's like the world of new york doesn't know that the magic world exists kind of like a men in black kind of scenario where aliens exist amongst us but we don't actually know have you seen the sleeping city season of dimension 20 yes a little bit and i that's kind of like what i was playing off of yeah okay it's it's very much like sleeping city dresden files that kind of feel right okay cool so yeah don't add us yeah don't add us yeah we're, um, we're clearly, clearly taking a better idea from someone else right. and playing with it okay right um, but i mean what is D if that yeah if i not mean that i mean that's our whole podcast we just take other people's ideas and turn them into one shot right, adventures right right so that's no, everybody that's come at us that is kind of true yeah right we should talk about this oh yeah for sure i'm sorry yeah so there's well my initial sort of difficulty with first creating the setting is like how do we kind of get that suspension of disbelief where the world is like pretty much fully populated by magical existences uh-huh. and yet humans live as we do now, right? Like we kind of are in ignorance of it. So I like what Dimension 20 did where it's like, oh, there's just a very powerful magic spell that keeps people from seeing the reality of things. Okay. But I don't know if I want to just like copy that. That's an option. I think another way to do it is that kind of like how we did the inside job thing. There's like a government conspiracy that kind of like covers it all up for us. Right. Um, run by like the, essentially the men in black of that world. That's a little more difficult though, because like, well, I don't know. Cause like it kind of removes like the day to day. Basically anything that is living on our side of the world is living in hiding, like extreme hiding. Yes, for sure. So what we could do is uh, spin it the other way where it's like, 
society is just a fantasy world, but they have just progressed to a point where it basically looks like the 40s New York. Okay. So, like, you know, there's, like, technology, and there's also magic. Okay, so is the concept of magic even something that's hidden? Like, do people have to hide, like, their more monstrous ancestry in that sense? No, I think it's just, like, you go to the grocery store and there's just, like, a half-orc. Okay, yeah, uh, we can play from that way, yeah. Because then you can kind of just, like, introduce weird, like, magic technology. Did World War II happen? Yeah, there was, yeah, Hitler, and, yeah, it's just, like, is all there. It'll do, happen. Do we just rename him like Mittler? No, instead? no, no, it was just Hitler. Oh, it was just Hitler? Still? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hitler and Mussolini, all of those guys. Still genocide and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, okay, yeah, Okay, so yeah. nothing actually changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except there's just like orcs and elves sometimes. Okay, and they fight in the wars too. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I wonder how no, they... no, it's just humans. Oh, just humans. Okay, yeah, yeah, only yeah. humans fight each other. Orcs and elves are just like not participating. No, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, maybe. Because like, it's interesting because like, America's role in the war actually has some interesting implications on the industry or like sort of the economy in that era especially if we're talking about post-war so that would play a lot into the setting for our upcoming one shot but for this i don't know if it really matters like it depends on what we kind of want to make the hook right yeah before i want to touch on that i just want to make sure i understand the setting which is from what i'm hearing it is forgotten realms lore time skip forward to what would eventually develop into 1940s new york right so basically it's literally just DD except with a L.A. Noir skin on it, or N.Y. Noir. N.Y. New York? Yeah. Noir? Okay. This is all going to We're getting cut this shit off. Sounds horrible. So, okay. So, like, let's just, like, list out some stuff that would be, like, thematically crucial to the identity of the setting. So, we got fantasy races. You got orcs. You got your elves. You got your dwarves. And then you have, like, your New York stuff. So, like, people are going to be wearing trench coats. It's going to be a detective noir setting, except some of the characters will be fantasy races. Okay. And then maybe there's, like, magic technology. Yeah, I can see how that works. I'm just making sure it doesn't, like, take away from anything. Because, like, oh, yeah, you have cops and mafia members. And, like, are the mafia members going to be, like, stereotypically monstrous races? Or is there something else playing into here? Are Russians going to be existing? Or do they all... Like, do do dwarves sound Irish? Are they the Irish? Like, is that what's happening here? Um, yeah. I mean, if you read into it, then it kind of brings up the question of, like, well, what is culture? Is it all still just humans? And then maybe the fantasy races came from somewhere else? Well, no, right? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have happened because it's literally just like the natural t- progression of a Forgotten Realms style world. Unless you want to make it like at some point a bunch of fantasy creatures crossed over into the real world and now that's just how it is. No, I, li- I like where we're going with this. I, li- I want to see how 1940s Forgotten Realms New York is like. Right. Yeah, which maybe they invent like new styles of culture to it too that we might be thinking of later on. But, well, it's um, it's kind of convenient because like New York's immigrant culture kind of plays really well into sort of just like, well, why are there just a bunch of dwarves in yeah. New York, right? Because like, as far as I understand it, like New York's immigrant populations are like, you know, there's like historical sections of New York that were like where immigrants of a certain uh, origin would, mm-hmm. co- you know, concentrate and live there. Yeah, there's like a burrow with a bunch of dwarves, a burrow with a bunch of orcs, and then there's a burrow with tieflings and stuff. Right, exactly. And that can kind of play into like the maybe like mafia factions, if that's going to be a thing. The sort of like underworld factions might have like based themselves in a certain magical origin, and that's their trade, so to speak. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we can kind of play into that. Like maybe dwarves, they're like in traditional fantasy are, you know, like they mine and they're like kind of obsessed with like gold and metal and that kind of stuff. 
um, maybe that kind of plays into them being like weaponsmiths or they maybe they just like actually trade gold Mm -hmm. or yeah they might be like sort of the backbone like production like movers of this kind of product skilled factory workers in some way or another yeah yeah maybe maybe yeah maybe yeah maybe like it's a dwarven they're like a cool setting maybe it's like a dwarven run factory and there's like a bunch of dwarven workers in there Mm -hmm. but it's like a front for arms manufacturing or arms stealing yeah i like that i like where we're going with the setting and i think we have most of it ironed out i'm sure there's like a lot of plot holes because if you just put magic in New York, I'm sure there's a lot of things that change. That's the thing, though. There's no plot holes because it's magic. Okay, yeah. You're right. Magic just happens. And obviously, if you just aged up the Forgotten Realms, it just becomes 1940s New York. Yeah, that's that's what would happen. Okay, cool. Dope. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. Don't, yeah. Don't at Daniel. All right, cool. All right, we got our setting in. What's the hook? What what kind of, like, we want to play with a mystery kind of style one shot, right? Right. Because right. that is noir to its core, in a sense. Noir to its core. Qua. yeah good luck editing all those out yeah for sure sprinkle those in there okay i mean i only know of games like la noir i guess there's like that also like more i don't know what the term is like po it's not post-apocalyptic but like the bioshock where like with rapture where someone goes like a little too far with technology in a certain way yeah 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 post Anne frank (laughs) no shit oh my god i'm so fucking dumb Uh, is Anne frank the holocaust survivor she did not survive she's the diary writer who is who wrote Atlas Shrugged? Twitter, let us know. Oh my god, we suck so bad. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even call you on that because I actually don't know either. Um, I'm not gonna dwell on it because I think I'll just look worse and worse. Yeah. Anyways, you know how we it is. Look pretty worse. So yeah. sorry, bad. I don't even know. That was such a meaningless tangent. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> we don't oh. know history. That's yeah. Yeah. Know. Okay. Um. And Rand. God damn it. And what? Ayn Rand. She wrote Atlas Shrugged. Uh, it's what Bioshock is kind of. It's not based on it, but, like, the philosophies of the villain in Bioshock are extremely similar to Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged character, like, the the whole, like, message of, like, libertarianism. Anyways. Fact check us. Thank you. Right. Um. Yeah, please let me know how wrong I am, (laughs) you motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, Richard. (laughs) Okay. But, yeah, like, there's, like, a few directions we can take. So, what are you feeling? Because... Well, there's got to be a murder. Okay, there's a murder. There's got to be some kind of hook, and then it's got to be some kind of red herring where it actually leads into something way deeper, and then you have to be like, oh, we've gotten ourselves into something sinister. Sinister. Okay. So someone's murdered right off the bat. I think it should be- It doesn't have to be a murder. It could be like a explosion or something. I mean, we were talking about a factory earlier with doors- Blow up that factory. Let's use that. Yeah, yeah sure. Maybe doors. there's an explosion at a factory and then you investigate it and then you find out that what, like, what was really happening at the factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that starting point. I guess like how many layers do you want to add to like the description and the setting? Like, is this door factory a front and they're actually using like immigrant workers to really play into that time, like illegal immigrant workers that came through? Well, no, I think it would be more like something happens that exposes some kind of crime ring. Oh, okay, okay. Because I think that's quite compelling to first you're getting into like, oh, wow, OK, there was some kind of really covert operation happening at this factory. Mm-hmm. And it's it's leading to all these ties to like, you know, this family and, and this company. There's like money trails, this and there. And uh, but then you find out that like, actually, it's not just like this kind of crime ring. There's like something at like, okay. the heart of it all so that you can kind of follow leads and then don't really know what you're going to get into until the very end. And you're like, oh, OK, this is. Do you think we should start from the end and figure out what the resolution is supposed to be? 
and figure out like what's the big aha moment for the characters to find obviously yeah i think that would make more sense and then we can kind of flesh out what else is going on in this world yeah okay uh and kind of work backwards okay i assume the characters are coming in they're just like a private investigator group not really tied to anything that way they get a little bit more freedom in character development right? yeah i like that I've, I've had this idea for quite a while um, for like a mystery campaign where in the very beginning you have one player maybe who or you know like any number of players but like you have them kind of in the know in terms of like what's going on in the world um just like setting wise and then you can have them do like a little role play segment where like they go to different places to recruit the other players. So like maybe one of them is a cop and maybe one of them is like some kind of like tinkerer engineer wow. and like you're like going to these different places and recruiting them for a job. Is this like the Rick and Morty heist thing where it's just like, you son of a bitch and then they like bring yeah, in like all these yeah, experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you basically just walk around and telling people one last job and you're like, <laughs> son of a bitch, I mean. Yeah, like Mission Impossible essentially. Okay. Right. so I mean, that's not super important, but yeah. I mean, they could all be specialists and very skilled in specific aspects though for a one-shot setting especially at the table waiting for each person to get found gets kind of difficult yeah well i i mean imagine it's you don't have to be like all right you gotta put a team together what are you gonna do where are you gonna go and mm-hmm. the player's just like uh i go to the pizza shop <laughs> like you can just kind of like kind of be like okay here's the next scene you're mm-hmm. talking to this guy but yeah anyways not not super important for the plot just kind of a fun idea yeah for how you could start it. But yeah, we gotta figure out what's going on. So something blew up at the weapons factory. I feel like there's some big underground weapon or weapon manufacturing being sold. Yeah, I think that's a good hook. Uh-huh. So let's kind of just like arbitrarily decide some final thing for them to discover. Like a final sort of like conspiracy or some kind of like truth. Which I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's like why someone was murdered or how someone was murdered or how something was like stolen. Maybe the World War didn't actually happen. And Let's move planned. away from World War Two. <laughs> it was all the Illuminati. Everything was planned. Everyone died for no reason. Oh, it right. It was all just a big ploy from the weapons manufacturers. You can kind of do like an extremely unsatisfying No Country for Old Men mm-hmm. ending where it's just like, well, it just happened and then he died and then. There's yeah. nothing you can do about that. There's also like the Watchmen style where it's like, oh, someone had caused this to happen. Like it caught, he caused the world to experience like a great tragedy in order for the world to unite themselves during these dark times. Okay. That's like a direction too. I'm just trying to figure out what direction we would want to play with. Like what really sings to us because none of those are like speaking to me on like a spiritual level, on a richer right, level. Right, 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 yeah. I'm not really getting any uh, pings from Richard on that one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from space. Uh, Maybe it's a space thing. Maybe the world is much larger than they know. Okay, like, let me think about this and then I'll decide if that's a stupid <laughs> idea or not. Thank you. Thank you for at least thinking about it for a second. No, it's stupid. Fucking <laughs> Damn. Okay. I mean, you could kind of go the route of like some kind of like cosmic deity you discover at the end. Ooh, and it kind of trails off kind of a hang cliffhangers at that point mm. i don't know if i super like that yeah i'm not feeling cosmic deity because we already have that la noir theme yeah and i feel like we're stacking a lot onto it you know i think if it's just detective mystery i think we should keep the scale lower and make okay. it just like a crime okay like a very local thing yeah okay. so so maybe in the middle of investigating something kind of like get different leads and then you like based on which leads you follow, you'll ultimately get to the final clue, which is like, oh, this is who did it. Okay, so we have one where, like, a factory explodes. What about having more than one lead for the party to choose from? Like, yes. setting up multiple hooks and cases for them. Yeah, yeah, I think that is for sure 
the the way to go. So like, let's go for some more like stereotypical tropey ones. That way, it's easier to start off with. We have the factory exploding. We have someone getting murdered. I think that's a clear one that we can throw in. Sure. Yeah. Maybe like a shootout or something. Yeah, a shootout or like just like a body that shows up out of nowhere. There's no explanation. He's just dead in the middle of the street. Right. And maybe he's like some high profile politician. Maybe he's a powerful. Uh, wizard in this realm because technically magic still exists yep yep um maybe he's an ambassador etc etc and then there's also maybe like some missing cases missing person case or maybe something really mundane like local dogs all go missing for some reason sure do you want to we'll put those three out there for now as an idea that we can work off of and because of those cases the party is like kind of like tackling each one maybe they pick one they for sure want but they all intersect somewhere right and the truth is that this is a fantasy world and the modern world, but now a new race is being born into it for some reason that was unexpected. That was like kind of hidden within the world. Maybe the government was experimenting on something. Maybe the binding of magic and the modern day is too powerful and it leads to the development of creatures, maybe just werewolves, I guess, but werewolves kind of do exist in the fantasy world. Mm, I Yeah, I like this. Maybe like, um, maybe you discover that like New York is like created on like above the sort of like ancient ruins of like an ancient race or like maybe mm-hmm. like an ancient dragon or something. I like the ancient race direction. So what if they were created over a hyper advanced race of warforges and stuff? And the discovery is that you find this like yeah. hidden race of mechanical people that didn't exist. Because I don't think that's something that most people think of initially for fantasy, right? Like they don't think robots are walking around. So maybe yeah. this is the unlock of a brand new race of people coming out of nowhere. That is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny because, like, literally you are having your players dig deeper into a mystery, like, (laughs) digging into your setting, and then you suddenly hit them with, like, the, it's actually sci-fi, or, like, it's actually horror or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that because now it's just, like, the aha moment is, hey, guess what? There's another genre here. Right, like, you thought it was actually high technology Mm -hmm. fantasy, but actually it's, like, sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, and now you can really start plugging in, like, Plugging in, I see what you did there. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I tried really hard. (laughs) I tried really hard. So the mafias and stuff are like, they're trading like these hidden artifacts from underground, but they're not actually artifacts. They're not magical artifacts, they're sci-fi artifacts. Okay, so okay, here's what happens. So we've already established the sort of explosion at the factory. Mm -hmm. And so here's the layers to it. First, you got the explosion and you investigate it and you're like, hmm, was it like mechanical failure? Was it an attack? What Mm -hmm. happened? And then you discover that, oh, it's actually like some kind of dwarven mafioso and they're, uh, like, doing some, you know, like, they're dealing in crime. Mm-hmm. And they're using the factory as a front. Or they were before it exploded. Yeah. And so you discover that. Maybe you discover some documents. You discover some, like, weapons caches, etc. And you're like, okay, so this is, like, a mafia crime kind of thing. For sure. And so you start investigating on the syndicates. And you realize, like, oh, if we follow this money trail, they're trading some, like, weird shipments that they have records of. And mm-hmm. what is that? And then you discover that it's actually, like, some weird alien-to-you technology. Mm-hmm. And then that leads you down into like investigating whoever is receiving the goods. And yeah. then you follow the track and then you kind of like go into whatever excavation project they have. And then you discover that it's like this whole ancient civilization and they've like awakened it. And okay. then you have to like go and stop it, seal it. I don't know. Yeah, I think the awakening is going to be like the aha moment and then deciding on what they do. Maybe it's kind of like a Matrix scenario where these Warforges have all been asleep in pods and they have a choice of do you release these people from their slumber and let them roam the world because now that's like do you free these people from their dream prison and let them walk the world but then here's a bunch a huge new population being brought into 
America, whatnot, which kind of brings mm. into the whole immigrant scenario where, like, if you're bringing in all these immigrants, what does that do to your population? Which is good, but... Yeah, yeah, no, no, I think it's just so funny that it's, like, that's, like, such a characteristically, like, New York thing. Yeah. It's just, like, are there too many immigrants? <laughs> I, but I think it plays into it really well, and that, like, maybe is the final aha. That's what we're trying to build towards. Okay, let's think a little bit about why the civilization would have been kind of asleep and like magic how that oh <laughs> that's a good point that's really cool it could have already existed here it could have always been at the core and they've always just kind of been awake uh, or i mean they well it's a bunch of people enslaved but like what is enslaving them i, I don't want to say enslaved so if we want to really go deep into how the warforge uh system works in this world mm-hmm. i would say that you can easily bypass it by saying oh long long time ago these people were here and oh. they were just buried underneath. But oh, maybe the... it's kind of like, oh, you know what? Sorry, finisher, finisher. So my thought is that, thank you. Um, I had no, my... actually, I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, okay. I, I got to talk fast now because he's going to interrupt me again. <laughs> no, fuck editing. That's actually going to suck, man. Uh, Don't edit it. <laughs> maybe I won't. Yeah. But my thought is that this ancient civilization went through some apocalyptic scenario. doesn't have to be explained. And in order to preserve their society, they essentially saved okay. their minds into this world, ah. and they had Warforged bodies prepared for them. But you're in a scenario where the mafiosos are probably looking to take power and use it as a weapon to help power themselves. Right. The government probably will eventually discover it and try to weaponize it themselves, because they gotta get their good old arms race versus Russia, because Cold War's probably happening soon. That, yeah, that'd be funny if it was, like, also we're in a Cold War with Russia. Yeah. But it's just, like, there's also Dragonborn walking around. <laughs> exactly. Maybe there's Russian Dragonborn. Oh, play. yeah, they could all be Dragonborn. They all speak with a Russian accent. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, a Russian accent. <laughs> That's not a Russian accent. I'm very sorry. You're probably being influenced by the fact that we have pictures of pizza. That is true. That does not help. But the idea is that... Um, Wait, hang on. I just need to make clear that, like, I don't think that, like, pizza is so Italian that you would just suddenly put on a bad accent just because you're looking at pizza. <laughs> It was just a joke. I, I like the joke. I think it was a good, good call out. Okay. All right. Great. Where was I going with this? I don't know. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Warforge's central database with all the memories of this lost, forgotten race. And you're given the choice of awakening them and giving them a chance to walk the worlds again. Or you possibly enslaving them in a weird way or selling their sentient body and history to the government, a mafia group, etc. Mm-hmm. Or just destroying it all because you risk the power dynamic shifting. So it's like a much mm. grander scale of what you're doing, but it okay. starts from something very small. This honestly sounds like a long campaign, not like a one shot, but yeah. I think there's a lot of narrative possibilities there. I feel like I have to bring it up because I'm being reminded so strongly of, did you ever read that article where like they discovered this like huge underground like cavern system in China? Is that the one where the kids got lost in who played soccer? No, no, no. It's I or football for all you other people. Thank you, yeah. I'm sure our British listeners will love that you pointed that out. (laughs) You're welcome. No, no. It was like they dug into these like caverns where like there were like huge trees. Like it was like, Hmm. it's like this enormous opening in the ground. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fantasy as fuck, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing now that I'm confusing that with another story where they dug up a bunch of terracotta warriors. (laughs) And so I didn't even need to bring up the first thing, but I'm combining them now. And in my head, what they did was they dug up like this giant, huge, like underground cavern system with like life in it and then there were also a bunch of terracotta warriors in there and that's reminding me of this where maybe people stumbled upon this huge ancient underground civilization where they had a bunch of like mechanized weapons yeah essentially terracotta warriors right and so they're like hey let's use these robot fighters Mm -hmm. to 
I don't know, invade Russia <laughs> or whatever. Or, yeah, end the Cold War. I mean, that would probably be like the government, like upper echelon of the setting. But from like a more micro scale, like the mafiosos discovered it because it's New York. And right. who knows the undergrounds of New York better than the mafia, right? Right, right, right. And probably the homeless. Okay, well, I mean, that's also a cool avenue you can explore. It, like I think that's a direction network. that we might be able to play with where, because the idea of like a detective, I think in a noir setting is that someone who's able to float between different social statuses. Yeah. So I would like to include options where they're like talking to like very upper end politicians and like high oligarchs, but then also talking to like what is considered like the dregs of society, like the local burlesque and like hidden, I don't think speakeasies exist anymore, but like those shady bars kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scenarios. Those sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this might tie into like why people are getting murdered and how the explosions happen. Maybe there's like a Terminator S Warforge that got on the loose because they're experimenting with it and you're kind of mm. hunting this thing down. And that's the whole goal of this one shot is yes. catching this thing and then learning about what's below. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And I think it opens up a lot of possibilities for just why exactly all of that stuff was down there. I think the direction of like it was a rogue robot or I guess Warforged warrior mm-hmm that kind of like started wreaking this havoc and mm-hmm. then you kind of have to track him down mm-hmm. and initially you think like oh maybe it's some infighting maybe it's another syndicate trying to sabotage them and then as you discover more you're like oh shit they're excavating ancient technology mm-hmm. and oh the thing that's on the loose is one of those robots mm-hmm. and then so it, the sort of story culminates in tracking down this rogue robot and then disabling him well i kind of like the idea of you don't actually go underground you don't actually get to infiltrate the whole like excavation operation mm-hmm. because that is kind of like a pretty grand scale, right? Mm-hmm. You would be like dismantling an entire crime ring. Yeah, that's not possible. So I, I kind of like how it's just like, oh, well, this culprit that we've been looking for this mm-hmm. whole time is actually like this robot. It gives me like flashbacks to when we did the uh, episode one inside job in a way, but it's like this robot, maybe it's gone haywire. And then when you fight him, if you want to give it multiple avenues, is like you can reprogram him, restart him, and then he actually gets all of his memories back. And now he's like mm. an ally to you and can tell you a little bit more about the lore. Maybe that's how we end it as like a reward for them. It's like, oh, this world is much bigger than it seems. And mm. maybe be a good jumping off point for a longer campaign for players if they're interested. Yeah, for sure. You could also have it like uh, you like recover his memory drive or something. Exactly. If you kill him. Yeah. No, yeah. I like that a lot. Or maybe the memory drive is another key item that they have to find. It may be like in another location. Ah, yeah. You know, this is actually really cool because you can do a lot of like not purely combat resolutions to this. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you can find like a drive that fixes whatever is making him go haywire. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can use something that'll just like shut him down. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, obviously you can just destroy it. Yeah. Okay. I think what would be really cool is like, there are multiple factions Mm -hmm. and they all want to do something different with it. And you can choose like which method you want to take and which faction you want to bring it back to. Okay. Maybe it's like a bunch of crime factions, but they kind of have like a sympathetic reason for wanting to do this. Maybe they're trying to preserve their, like the last remnants of like their culture and they need to like fight back against like another syndicate. So they want to use the, the power of that technology. Okay. Or maybe like, you just have a straight up like government contact that comes over and is like, hey, we need to end this. Mm-hmm. So just destroy it outright. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the government will reward you. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there's like another enemy faction where they're just like, you know, we want to know more about it. Please preserve it. 
or like you know bring back its memory banks but destroy the robot or whatever like because we don't want other people getting their hands on this stuff for sure for sure so let's flush out the factions a little bit so we have the dwarven faction which we'll just call it the dwarven mafiosos i guess yeah yeah i guess they're the equivalent of the irish mob maybe i don't know i don't think we need to like try that hard to draw (laughs) equivalencies because it's gonna get kind of racist yeah probably you're right actually never mind Forget I said that. Don't be racist. (laughs) Well, I mean, not, I mean, obviously there was like mobs back then, but I think it's just like, we don't need to limit ourselves to being like, yes, the dwarves are Irish. Yeah. So there's the dwarven faction. That's number one. Their faction is looking to maybe recollect the Warforge because they want to study it or remake it. And since they're still a mafia, they're looking for a profit margin, which is reproducing a new weapon for the world. Right. So it from what we've established so far about the dwarves, it sounds like they are sort of uh there's probably a single baron that owns most of the industry in mm-hmm. New York and so he basically sources all the other factions. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me wonder like what he would want to use the technology for. I think protection. A very simple answer probably is that he can reinforce his soldiers more cuz dwarves maybe are so busy focusing on developing and constructing things, he rather than being using their hands on this, and then now he has, like, muscle on the ground. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think, um, so let's have it be, like, the dwarves are sort of the antagonistic faction, and maybe we can develop some kind of sympathetic background for them later, but I think it would be nice to have, like, because they are basically the means of, like, all the production, Mm -hmm. so they kind of, like, are in the pockets of every other faction, because, Mm -hmm. like, they're supplying them with weapons, they're supplying them with raw materials... They're probably supplying, like, construction projects and stuff like that. Yeah, so I think what would happen is, like, this Baron is like, okay, well, I need more. Like, the sort of means of, or rather, everybody kind of relies on my production, now I want territory. Yeah, or hopefully it's the opposite. Maybe that he wants to, like, lessen the production on the Dwarven people and just put Warforges in there. So it's just like, oh, even better automation in a sense. I don't know if it's that interesting because like they're machines of war, right? Mm-hmm. And so like magic already kind of exists. So I don't think they would have trouble like automating. True, You true. know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. There's enough unseen servants that exist. So. Yeah, like it feels kind of unsatisfying to be like, oh, I would like to use robots for labor. No, no. Yeah, they need more power probably then. So because my idea is like he wants to amass an army to start like taking over the territories of other factions because mm-hmm. like they already kind of rely on him. And yet he has none of, like, the territory. So, like, he, he wants to kind of, like, start taking it all over. Yeah. And so, so the plan is to, like, use this robot army. All right. So this Baron's goal is power. Power and land. Right. Okay. And I guess, like, maybe it's kind of sympathetic because, like, the dwarves kind of, like, originally owned this part of the land. Like, maybe, like, it was, like, sacred ceremonial dwarven land or whatever. Or, like, maybe they, like, there was, like, mines under it. Mm-hmm. and that was like ancestral dwarven land and they're like the suddenly cities were built on top of it i think that's a direction but that feels a little bit for me more very like fantasy-esque and i want to pull it for like more like that new york theme maybe they just that's where their home started and then they were chased mm. out from like you know mm. zoning laws or something like that oh yeah okay cool so they got zoned out but that's where their homes were they built them themselves like that's their architecture and their stonework but then because their work is so well ah. done people are like we want this area because it's been grown to such an influential aspect and a bunch of hipsters came in and took them over or lines were drawn no that's actually great because i know like there's probably a lot of this but like there are a lot of construction projects where people just used immigrants Mm -hmm. or like people who didn't have like full immigrant status Mm -hmm. and then they or full citizenship status or whatever was like you know the visa equivalent back then and they just used them for free labor and then just didn't pay them and i know like i I don't want this to like be contentious but like donald trump Mm -hmm. 
Um, like, Too late. You said his name. Yeah. So, so Donald Trump basically fucked over like a bunch of Polish immigrants because they were, I think they worked on literally the, his tower. And then he, he literally just did not pay any of them. And then he took them to court and then they just like were drowned out by fees. And then they, wow. they, and then yeah, the case kind of stopped. So I think it's great to be like, we built this town mm-hmm. and yet we were driven out. And now I want to take it back mm-hmm. because it's like that sort of like fallout gray morality where it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, their means are brutal, and the ends will probably be not morally correct, yes. but their justification is there. Yes. Like, they did build all of this, mm-hmm. and they were shafted out of it. So it's cool that, like, you can kind of be like, well, do I want to give it all back? Mm-hmm. Are the means really, do they really justify the ends? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Cool. There's I probably a lot of lore that no one's ever going to see when they play, but who knows. Yeah, but if you end up expanding this... That, I think that's actually a great background. I actually like that a lot. All right, cool. So we got one faction down. Next one, we were thinking like a government faction, maybe someone from like the FBI, the US, like uh, Secret Services, CSI, something like that. Or CSI is not government. It's That's a that's a <laughs> criminal science joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, since this is kind of fantasy, do we want to say like it's the government or do we want to just say like it's the mayor? Um, so like, is it like literally fantasy America or is it like fantasy New York where, where New York is like a kingdom basically? Let's go with fantasy New York being a kingdom. I also am leaning that way because yeah. it sounds like a lot to make up a whole government. Yeah. And like make up like fantasy Louisiana and make up like fantasy Texas. Yeah. To, to just make it easier for this one hour, one shot podcast, we'll just say it's like fantasy. It's just a kingdom. It's, it's a like kingdom. an enclosed kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like an enclosed. Yeah. It's essentially a closed kingdom. Maybe there's more that you can expand on. But for right. us, what we are working on is specifically this. Okay. So the king, mm-hmm. aka the mayor, mm-hmm. sends a liaison and is like, hey, the, you know, the police bureau has filled us in on your investigation we're gonna take over from here but we need you to go let us know whenever you find this rogue robot mm-hmm. um and we'll send in backup to help you destroy it or do whatever you, do you think they already know about the robot completely or are they updating you about the robot to like have you go find them well i think you figure out that it's a robot right mm-hmm. because i think the clues will kind of be like okay there was an explosion at the factory mm-hmm. well the factory was actually a front for weapons yeah. dealing who would have been motivated by this? Oh, well, it sounds like the dwarves had a run-in with this faction recently. So mm-hmm. maybe it was that. And then you like go to them and then you discover that, oh, wait, the dwarves are actually shipping around these like strange, unknown shipments. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's like super heavy, but like, what could it possibly be? Because there's mm-hmm. nothing like that around here. Yeah. And then you eventually find out that, oh, there's this, like, there's been like a bunch of different killings and we can't figure out the motivation. And then you find out that, oh, it was a robot. Mm-hmm. And you find out this whole excavation thing. And you can even add to it by saying, like, the killings were done in such a means that isn't uh, matching, like, modern day tech. Like, there's yeah, no bullet yeah. wounds, there's no, like, magic blast. Or it's maybe it's, so- like, bullet wounds, but of a caliber that shouldn't exist or shouldn't be possible. Could just be laser burns. Oh, maybe it's lasers. Yeah. It's yeah, lasers, yeah, yeah. Sci-fi shit. I guess, I mean, this you could just leave it up for the DM. However yeah. gore you want to make this. Yeah. I think lasers are very easy in between. Because, right. like, at that point in the 1940s, they wouldn't have really laser blast like the oh, laser guns yeah. aren't existing no it's that's just... cool because it's like this isn't any magic we would have known because like a firebolt would have left a larger radius than this but mm-hmm. it's much more intense than like a small fire attack yeah and if Something it was like, like a that. disintegrate or a finger of death it would have left a body that had been zombified right or it would have been like ashes no this is like a clean cut laser shot like piercing with a burn mark in between it ah yeah yeah that's cool that's mm-hmm. cool yeah it has lightsabers too Oh, maybe it's just lightsabers. Yeah, he's just a Jedi. Secretly. Yeah. Oh, General Grievous. Yeah. Oh, nah. Hello there. <laughs> ah, right. No, it took me a very long time to recognize that that was a Star Wars reference. <laughs> All right. 
that's what the government's ploy. Maybe they are humans, maybe they're half-elves, maybe they're halflings or gnomes, but... Yeah, so I think the resolution will be, like... So So there will be, like, you'll get contacted, there will be sort of, like, a government agent, or, you know, like, an agent of the king, aka mm-hmm. the mayor, Yeah, who will be like, hey, this is gonna, like, basically destabilize our whole town, it's gonna change the power structure... We're not going to be able to police it anymore. A lot of people are going to die in this. Plus, they probably have a lot of kickbacks from the local mafia. They're like, we want things to stay the same. So get rid of whatever's causing this disruption between the power of these three mafia mafia families. Or these right, mafia right, families. right, right. And let's let's kind of keep it ambiguous. I think like your players should have sort of like a healthy amount of doubt for what the government actually plans to do with whatever the robot is when they catch it. Because mm-hmm. like, you can kind of be like, okay, we're aware that this faction has uncovered a large cache of like ancient weaponry Mm. and we need to stop that and they'll like give a bunch of like flawed ideas of like because like you know we run this city and like we're kind of the justice and we're responsible for everybody yeah we want to protect people like we want to make sure the streets are safe when they go home and we want to catch the killer is maybe what they describe it as right exactly um and then so they might like when you ever when when you figure out it's a robot they might be like no matter the cost recover what is on that drive so like maybe they're already kind of in the know and they know that there's like a dark secret yeah this is definitely going to be on the dm on how you role play with your party because if your party is hesitant to provide that information then there's no reason the governmental body or the mayor would provide the information back they're just right hey if you're chasing this stop or b if you catch anything or figure it out you know give it to us or let us know like maybe everyone just wants it that's the secret that's the thing everyone wants the same thing yeah right right yeah even the government because they want to use it against crime syndicates yeah for crime syndicates and they're gonna say like yes we're gonna go destroy it that's why we want you to give it to us right that's not really what they're doing exactly yeah i think that'd be great yeah no need to i think really flesh it out i think just kind of based on the ending maybe like they'll send guards in to the final fight and then like you can choose whether you want to protect the robot to like preserve it or you can choose to like fight it with the guards and then yeah we can definitely flesh that out a bit more I would like to say that within, like, the governmental body, maybe there's, like, someone inside with a conscience trying to be, like, helping you out and be like, hey, hmm. we like have, you have to destroy it or something. Like, you have to destroy it. Like, he, they, like someone else comes in, like, you hear, you see the guy in, like, the trench coat and, like, a hat who just, like, I work for the police department of NYPD. And right, they tell right, you this. Right. And then later on, you meet another, like, other individual that, like, leaves a note there. It's like, meet me at this diner. And then he just, like, sits down and talks to you about it. Right. It's like, right, no, you right. got to destroy whatever the fact that is. Because yeah. that's going to destroy everyone here. Another yeah. deep throat situation. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I don't even know if that's the correct term. I no, I looked it up. It is actually deep throat. Okay, cool. Good, yeah, good, good. good, good. It's not a sexual. Yeah, reference. it's just like yeah. We're just like we watch way too much porn, and it's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy throat fuck. <laughs> is that a sex thing? <laughs> right. Oh man. Do we want like another faction, or I think it's already compelling enough to have like the dwarf faction versus the government. Um. Do we want to maybe just as a, as a creative experiment, just add more? I think one more, because either the dwarves are fighting the government because the government took the land from the buildings they had from them, or... Right. Oh, you know what? We would need another faction because there needs to be sort of a red herring of the dwarves are fighting this other faction. Yes, that's what I And when, you, when you investigate it, then you find out that, oh, actually... Basically, yeah. you find it was it was all it was all a ruse. Yeah, it's like the media is like putting like, oh, it's actually like a race war between two gangs. But it's ah, not. that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we could just pick like another group that they're fighting. Um, maybe like gnomes, maybe elves, because elves and dwarves are commonly in a fantasy trope. Love, yeah, it's sort of the Lord of the Rings. Up. Yeah, yeah. So we can say like, there's another elven gang. We can make a Asian, I guess. I don't know. I love the idea of like an elvish, like Chinese triad. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like it's it's funny because elves also like traditionally represent the closed off exotic 
race mm. to your perspective as like a viewer. And so like often, especially in like Japanese games and media, they portray elves as like sort of like an Eastern art. Like they use like Eastern architectural okay. aesthetics and stuff. I mean, not super important to the plot, but yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. I like kind that. of have like the elves run Chinatown. Yeah, for sure. But what do they know about the robot and what are they doing? Is it one of theirs that got murdered? Yeah, so what would be the motivation, right? Yeah, because my thought is like maybe they're the murder plot. Just like some like elven lady or elven man would just killed in the Maybe some kind of high profile, yeah. So you're right, because obviously you would need to go to investigate them as well. I think the hook would probably be like, okay, there was this explosion at the factory. Check it out. You go there. You find weapons caches, you realize that it was a front, mm-hmm. and that this was probably a crime-related incident. And so then you were like, uh, okay, well, you know, in recent times, you there has been... also hint at, like, sabotage and stuff, right? From, like, the news articles, maybe, that you're tying in? Right, yeah. The hook would probably be something like, recently, a high-profile, uh, like, you know, elven ringleader was killed. Mm-hmm. We know that. So maybe it was retaliation, mm-hmm. because we know that the dwarves and the elves have been kind of clashing a lot yeah, in recent yeah. times. So then you go, you talk to the elves, you find out that it couldn't have been done by dwarves, basically, looking mm-hmm. at the body. Well, I mean, I guess from there you'll be like, well, we have to find the killer, right? Because it, it couldn't have been dwarves. Yeah, I would like to give the players a chance to go to, like, wherever they want to investigate first. But yeah, 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 yeah. if they're investigating the body, like, they show up as, like, a private investigator group, the triad or the elven triad will be like, hey, we want you to find the killer and then bring the killer to us so we can kill them. But they don't actually know who the killer is. They just right. think that it's the dwarves because yeah. they have beef with them and if it's not the dwarves they're like their suspicion is the dwarves is what they say but that's not actually the case right and you're given a lot of red herrings from news articles etc but you investigate the body and you as a detective should probably know like off the bat without any roles that these wounds don't make sense like dwarves use certain types of magics they prefer axes maybe like slashing like well i mean i think they would use like guns at this point right (laughs) yeah they could use guns for sure uh firearms they probably use like blunderbuss or something like that I'm thinking about World of Warcraft right now, but that doesn't make any sense. I love the image of like a dwarf in like a like a fedora and a trench coat with a Tommy gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay, not the point. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very sick image. You can Just... skin your dwarves and your elves or whatever race you want to make them, however you want. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and then you can wear their flesh. <laughs> uh yeah, but yeah. So like you go in, you investigate. They provide you this information that they believe that it's the dwarves. Uh, you can take that how you will. Maybe get in a fight with them. Hopefully don't. Yeah. I think this works out really well because since it's just two warring factions, mm-hmm. no matter what you do, going to one clue will lead you to the other clue. Mm-hmm. And then when you piece the two together, you'd be like, wait a second, this isn't a faction war. This is a third party. Yeah. Shout outs to Battle Royales. <laughs> right. Shout outs to episode two. All came so, back. Yeah, so then... Uh, I guess the hook would be we use sprinkle some clues about like the this like ancient uh, weaponry being excavated and then mm. being sent somewhere. Yeah. So maybe you'll find like docking slips or um, you'll find communication history, mm-hmm. and then you'll realize that like the weapons are being sent to some kind of dwarven location. Yeah, I, I want to find out exactly what the body of the elf should be providing that was a set that was killed. Yeah, and what should they know because. We want to explain that the wounds don't match uh, anything of modern day technology. So we came up right. with the laser attacks. Yeah. That's a great option. Is there anything else on the body? Like maybe they have information. Is it like a West Side Story, Romeo and Juliet? Maybe there's like some weird like love romance between the two. Maybe there's mm. a high profile like soldier. Well, in terms of like relevance to the to the mystery, maybe there is like a motivation to the killings. Mm-hmm. Like why the robot is hunting stuff down. Mm-hmm. Maybe they know 
something. Yeah, because here's a pitch for you for the overall plot, maybe. It's like, we have a person who gets murdered. This person is scheduled to be, like, married off to some high-profiled triad elf, but mm-hmm. actually this dwarf secretly yearns for her, so he messages about this particular robot and talks to it, so the robot gets this weird programming in, and is like, oh, this is the person I must find, and then he just oh. murks him. If we want to go that direction. I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that. That way there's, like, this weird underlying tying on why this guy- robot goes to kill this particular elf. Not on, like that wasn't the goal. It was just like a, a circumstance that occurred, and then the reason the factory exploded is because this warforge suddenly gets activated on accident and blows up the factory, leaving and leaves a bunch of people dead. But it looks like sabotage. But from the detective's point of view, they can figure out that like, oh yeah, here's the same laser points that have been shot out that matches mm. what was found on the dead body. So maybe the same thing did it. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately you need something that kind of leads you to the fact that it's like an out of control war machine exactly i kind of like the like kind of linking the two factions Mm -hmm. in that in that way um but i i don't know how you would what a good hook would be to like tie it to the robot the hook is the fact that something attacked both these factions and then you as the detective can tell that whatever attacked both factions use the same weaponry so for you you know that it wasn't each faction attacking each other it was something else attacking the factories, or the two factions. Right, okay. And then, I guess, for additional information, there could be, like, maybe documents on... Maybe they were, like, star-crossed lover kind of thing, and they were planning to escape on a boat to Africa, and... The okay. l- Fantasy Africa, Fantasy yeah. Africa, and the elf had on her body, I guess it's her this time, and she had, like, these tickets to leave for a foreign town or a foreign area. Mm-hmm. But they're looking to escape. They're doing a, um, mm. they're loping, right? And you can see like, oh, they're planning to leave at this particular time, which gives mm. you maybe another location on where you're going to meet that other dwarf that was like a high-end researcher within the factory, working on this Warforge, trying to develop it, yada, yada, yada. Ah, okay. Yeah, like maybe, so so let's say like there was someone who was in charge of activating this robot. Correct. It goes berserk. Mm-hmm. And you find out where he is because he's in hiding because he was eloping with the elves and the his faction thinks that he sabotaged them or something like that, right? Because he's like the only one with access to that. And the dwarves know that the factory explosion was because of the robot, but mm-hmm. you know they're not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, the dwarves are also after him and he's in hiding. So you have to find him and then he's like, okay, well, I'll tell you everything I know, um, You, but you have to stop the robot, basically. And he probably has the memory chip on him possibly oh sure like a way to shut him down yeah the way to shut him down or to give him his memories back because he pulled him out he pulled the memory out because he wanted a killing machine not a soulful being right oh okay here we go so here's what happens so he's like a high-end researcher he's kind of like overseeing the whole Mm -hmm. excavation project um he falls in love with like another high profile member of the triad Mm -hmm. and obviously that's forbidden and so what happens is like because they're in love, he realizes that, like, he doesn't want, like, he wants to stop his faction's plans of, like, starting war, basically. Yes. And so he sabotages the robot, but what that does is it makes it go berserk and it starts killing people. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into hiding because, like, his own faction is after him, right? Because yeah. he, he's trying to sabotage their plans. Yeah. Um. So you find him. So I think it would be cool if you can basically, like, you can choose to follow his clues to mm-hmm. find him, or you can just 
follow the clues of the robot and eventually find the robot. Mm-hmm. And then that'll be when like, the government is like, hey, we need you to destroy this thing or kind of recover it for us. Yeah. So you have you kind of have this way of like, you can like find the researcher and then like disable the robot mm-hmm. or you can just find it and then you'll have to destroy it at that point. Yeah, exactly. That's essentially the direction I'm looking at. But now the question is, is how do you find the robot? I think I put like, well, if you're finding the researcher, I think the clue is the ticket that they were going to use to elope and maybe he's on like a ship to africa Mm -hmm. and that's where you meet him at the harbor right okay but what about the robot how do you track the robot right now because we have what we can use for why the detectives know that it's not each faction assassinating each other Mm -hmm. okay so let's do the classic uh murder mystery kind of thing where you follow a path of similar murders and then you realize that there's one characteristic that links all of them, and mm. then it points you to the last person in line to get killed. Okay. So maybe the elf on the triad side doesn't die yet, but it just characteristics of that elf. Okay? Like, long black hair. Yeah. Elven um, ears. So I assume because... Badass. <laughs> <laughs> Large breasts. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Can you not read my Pornhub search history out loud? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Full Nelson. <laughs> well, that's a porn thing. Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe the maybe the informant should be named Full Nelson. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, isn't that a sex thing? Yeah. yeah. Why do you know, bro? Yeah, missionary. <laughs> maybe he's a missionary. Oh yeah, yeah, he's um, a missionary. Right? Okay. Anyways. Oh, okay. Clearly on Pornhub too much. Right. I mean, no, not right. Okay. I use X videos. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cut all of this. So basically the robot is going berserk because he was tampered with. Yes. By the researcher. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was like some parameters that the dwarf put in and like he doesn't know exactly what he was working with. So it caused the robot to like seek out people with those parameters to kill. Mm-hmm. And so that's why first his lover died. Well, maybe. Okay. Like I'm trying to like if we're playing with the dwarf is like in love with his elf. Like, he wouldn't want to kill the elf, right? Maybe the parameters right. to protect, and yeah. the thing is searching for this particular elf. Well, we can either say that the protect parameter got messed up, and now it's sent to kill, or it's... I uh, got it, I got it. He programs the robot to protect his lover, but what happens is the robot starts seeking out people of her bloodline to mm-hmm. kill. And so you see, you find out that, like, members of the triad are being killed but it's actually people that are in her family yes and then so you track like there's only one remaining member of the family left and you have to go and then that's where the showdown is that means that whole triad gets wiped which kind of like is crazy but well i mean just one not not because like it's just one bloodline not Mm -hmm. like the whole so it's just like maybe like a family of people so maybe like like she gets killed maybe she was like the mother or the daughter so my problem with that is that if it's meant to protect her, why is she getting killed by the robot? Well, I mean, it's just kind of like, oh, I, I didn't understand the parameters and maybe, well, I mean, it sounds lame well, now how about this? to be like, I accidentally set it to kill. So what about we say that it's set to protect her and then one of her family members is like assaulting her because 1940s, so beating women oh. is probably a thing. So it kills the triad member that's assaulting her and that's where this starts off. Hey, okay, and it just starts... Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And so it, now it, it, it identifies like specific characteristics that that person had as mm-hmm. like the enemy. Yeah. And then it starts to kill people with similar characteristics. So I was thinking like it kills that person and then it starts killing anyone who tries to harm this elf and that leaves like a trail of blood to wherever she's going. Oh, but we need the elf to be dead. 
do we need the elf? Oh, no, no, no. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Ah, and she has to kind of hide that she was eloping as well. Yeah. Okay. So then when you find off of like, maybe like the brother is like assaulting the younger sister of the Chinese elf triad. Yeah. Well, I think it would be cool because this opens up the possibility of like, not necessarily just like people who like directly assault her, but like her political enemies. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of be like, well, that's strange. This robot killed this high profile member of the triad died. Mm -hmm. But then also, like, this other sort of, like, seemingly unrelated member of a different faction died. But mm-hmm. then you realize that, like, she was butting heads with them or something. Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe the robot is able to kind of, like, read her mind, in a yes, sense. Yes, yes, And yes. kind of know, like, oh, these are her enemies. I must kill, kill these her. people. Yeah. yeah. And so you think that originally it's motivated by her, but then you're like, oh, actually, it was this robot. Yeah. And then this robot now will eventually meet up at... Is it going to be a showdown at the harbor where everything goes down? I like that. Okay. Um... So, okay, let's do this. Uh, you kind of find, like, the elf triad ladies maybe hideout or something, base of mm-hmm. operations, and then maybe there's, like, a board of people that she's planning to kill. Mm-hmm. And so when you originally find that, it's like, oh, well, it sounds like she's the murderer. Mm-hmm. But then you find the bodies, and you're like, well, she couldn't have been because, like, the way they died is so bizarre. Yeah, and maybe because they're of elven fantasy, they specifically are known for using bows and arrows because that's their mo right 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 yeah so let's have it like this so you track her down Mm -hmm. and then when you question her if you push her far enough then she eventually admits like okay well it couldn't have been me i'll tell you everything i know Mm -hmm. but please like find the robot now because it's like out of control yeah cool and And maybe her like a star-crossed lover as well if she still cares ah yeah right because he's in hiding now yeah yeah okay so so then you can kind of play into the whole like maybe she offers you a reward for like recovering the robot or something Mm -hmm. because obviously their faction would also want it yeah i guess because they know that if the dwarves continue like this then they're gonna get wiped out yeah so maybe they want it to like reverse engineer or something Mm, possibly yeah there's a lot of things i'm just curious how the particular npcs that we're creating the dwarven researcher and the uh, elven triad member like a like a head of a a certain family yeah are they like evil like are they like are their intentions meant to be like we want to use are do both of them want to use the robot to wipe out the other side or to use it for like evil purposes or are these two people just like what is it like prisoners of circumstance where they don't really want to be involved in their particular families and they're trying to get away um and this is just like a oh a lot of things went wrong and we're just trying to get out of here kind of thing yeah i sort of want to leave it up to the dm i kind of like the idea of not making it morally black and white mm-hmm. where like maybe the dwarf is being used mm-hmm. so like the dwarf is really in love with with this triad lady but mm-hmm. the triad lady is actually just using him as an in okay to yeah. like sabotage the, the dwarven faction because mm-hmm. she's probably like she's probably masterminding a lot of different sort of like power moves because mm-hmm. obviously she has like this sort of kill board mm-hmm. so i think it would be kind of cool if it was like she seduces this head researcher mm-hmm. and forces him to run into hiding okay and uh, is like trying to kind of sabotage the operation through him. Ah, okay, okay. I like that. How does that sound to you? Yeah, that works, that works. And now she's being framed and the government's after her, and that's like her right. weird issue. Because right? it's like, well, all of your political opponents are dying. True. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. So we have like motivation, goals, and problems that each of these characters are dealing with. Let us make sure we have all the clues spread out for what the players are finding. So, right. So we've covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. So let's kind of summarize. Yeah. Let's do a quick summary here. So let's start with the dwarf in the factory. Right. Okay. So the first major clue or like hook 
mm-hmm. area is is the factory mm-hmm. and that's that's a dwarven run factory on the surface they ship out i don't know like iron based yeah, they're like production stuff they yeah. make like cogs or some shit yeah 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 and then there's an explosion there and so maybe you're sent to investigate that if you investigate enough you'll find like a hidden back area or like underground area where there's like weapons caches and then from there you'll realize that oh this was like a crime front and then you'll start to look into possible uh suspects for it or like possible motivations yeah and this probably explains why the p a private investigator is brought in instead of the police because the mob probably doesn't want to work with the police but they still need to find out who the fuck ah yeah great um perfect and then um, you're right. Okay, so it's it's great that you're not necessarily. Uh, it's not like a official investigation. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So they want to keep it under hush hush, but still want their stuff back. That's why they got brought you in, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's good. So okay, so the dwarves actually contact you. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, find out who did this." Well, but wouldn't they know who did it? Because it's... they know because it's the robot program is theirs. So my thought is that. It's like they think the robot went haywire and what they want is the robot back and they're thinking that their researcher oh, is dead right. or gone missing. Okay, too. so basically they want you to track down the robot, but they don't tell you that it's a robot. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, and maybe they actually do think it's sabotage. Like they don't they don't have like a clear... Right, because they wouldn't know that the researcher betrayed them, exactly. so to speak. That's like his weird like hidden plot. Hidden yeah, plot. okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So you're hired by the dwarves. They say, find out whoever did this. Mm-hmm. And they don't give you any other information. But then if you pry enough, then you'll find out that actually the place was a front for arms dealing yes and so you would you would realize okay well this is this isn't like a normal factory this is like a dwarven thing so who are the enemies of the dwarves yeah um okay well uh if you ask maybe like an informant or you like do a history check or look in the news or something yeah you'll find out that oh well recently there was like there were there have been like other high profile killings yeah um and they all they all seem linked back to this triad lady yeah who um, has specifically had public enemies believed, like, because the news maybe has undercover reporting that explains, like, oh, yeah, we know that they have falling outs between these different factions. And right. then this particular brother that was, like, aiming to usurp her in the leadership ladder has gone, has was murdered. Like, mm. like there's, like, a clear image of it. And he's just dead in the streets. Yeah, like, maybe it's one of those things where this triad leader is, like, a political figure. And, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of that hush-hush thing where, like, Everybody knows that she runs a crime syndicate, but, like, you're not allowed to say it because you'll die. Yeah, and so you'll kind of be like, oh, well, maybe her, like, someone who was, like, running against her or, like, a journalist who was speaking out against her was mysteriously murdered. So it's like, well, obviously it was a political killing. But then you investigate it and it's like, well, no, this was the work of lasers. Yeah, and because, like, all the MOs are going to be the same. And it'll match probably what you see in the factory, too, with, like, the burn marks, where it's like, oh, here's a weirdly, like, five centimeter hole but it's singed in the circle and they all match on all the killings. Right. And right. that's the connecting point for them. Yes. Okay. Great. So yeah. So maybe like, yeah. So we'll, we'll say like, uh, there were, there are a few like high profile killings in the news lately. Mm-hmm. One of them is a journalist. One of them is, uh, her brother chasing. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Her brother who is like also trying to run for mm-hmm. the, for the position. And then I don't know, like maybe, maybe like even like a dwarf figure yeah. or like maybe like a government figure. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like an investigator or something. Yeah, I think like police member. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Police chief or something. Yeah, yeah that would be chief, cool. Yeah. Someone yeah. who wasn't bribable, maybe. Yeah. Like, right. Wasn't able to be bribed. and. Was yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Perfect. And so you, you can kind of like investigate their uh, their bodies. Mm-hmm. I guess like they'll send you to the morgue or something. Maybe they could investigate like their homes or like where they're killed. Like I think one of them maybe was killed in their homes and you can investigate them. And they were tracking her, which explains like, mm. oh, she was meeting up with this particular dwarf. 
and that location could give you the other clue of, oh, she's going to meet at the harbor if we're really trying to cut short on time. Right, okay. Like, someone has already tracked her very deep, and that's why they got whacked. Ah, yeah, that's good. Okay, so so basically it'll be like, you go to the house of this investigator, maybe like it's an official like police detective. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you find his body, you find these weird cinch marks, and you're like, okay, well, I guess somehow maybe like someone clues you in like, oh, similar uh, markings were also found on these two bodies. Yeah, because I'm imagining all of this happens within like the span of like six hours. Like, Right, this might be cutting it a bit close in terms of like being able to do it in one session based on like how able your party is to follow these clues. Yeah. Okay, so so let's let's rewind a bit. So basically, you are first contracted by the dwarves. They ask you to look into this factory. The factory leads you to the elves because you realize that it must be a crime motivated killing. Yeah. So you look in the news. The news says there has been these high profile killings, uh-huh. and they're all linked back to the triad leader yes. because they were all enemies of hers. Mm-hmm. So then you investigate the most recent killing mm-hmm. because maybe like it just happens. Yes. Um, and then you go to the you go to the body. You realize okay, these are extremely strange marks. And then you also find maybe like in his journal or something like you know I've tracked down the leader to this and that. Mm-hmm. And like she'll be going to this location mm-hmm. uh, to like uh, finish a deal or something. Yeah. And then one of her hideouts or safe houses or something. Right. And so so you investigate the body. Then maybe like an informant tells you okay, there's been two other bodies from the same killings. Mm-hmm that have the same like singe marks that mm-hmm. are are like unidentifiable mm-hmm. and so you realize like okay well that's what kind of ties all of this together if mm-hmm. you didn't realize already because it's like oh well the guy this guy who died shares the same method of death as mm-hmm. two other political out- enemies of of the elf yeah and like from a dm standpoint i would definitely specify like the type of attack is like a perfect five centimeter circle that's right. burned shut yeah like perfectly cauterized basically exactly and nothing of the magical world or the modern world could produce something of this same one same right. aspect because if it was a bullet it would leave like it wouldn't be cauterized right if it was magic it's just not it's just it's too precise detailed. it's super yeah. precise exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. okay cool okay so here's where it might branch a little bit i'm not too clear so if you follow the detective's lead to the final fight, do you find the robot there or do you find the elf there? To the docks, basically. If you go to the docks, I think... Well, the detective, if you go straight away to the docks, then you'll run into probably the elf. No, you'll run into the the researcher there because he's thinking that that's how he's going to get away with his lover. Um, but the elf right. is like pretty much leading him on in this case, right? Right, right, right. Like a very right. femme fatale scenario. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. So I guess the elf is, says something like, okay, here I... There's going to be a boat here at the dock, and then you'll go there, but maybe he's just getting set up to be killed. He's either being set up to be killed, or no one's waiting, or maybe the golem shows up there because it's matching her memory, and she's like, oh, I need to, like, here's a loose end. I don't know if she actually cares about this guy. Oh, okay. Man, we can make this pretty complicated. It it is getting very complicated. Well, I mean, I I love it, though. Yeah, Because, like, I would be, like, so into trying (laughs) to figure this out. Um, So, uh... I'm wondering, I kind of want to separate it so that it's, you You find the researcher at the docks, mm-hmm. and maybe you have to save him from an elven ambush. An elven ambush, and, or the golem ambush? Well, you save him from an elven ambush, and that's how you find out where the golem is going to be. Okay, uh, the Warforged ambush, I guess, yeah. Right. Okay. So here, here's what I kind of want to do, is you can either follow a clue to find the dwarf who is being set up, or you can track down the elf. Mm-hmm who will tell you that it wasn't her, it was an out-of-control war machine. Yeah. So there's, like, two avenues. So one, you can go to the dock, save the dwarf, he'll tell you where it is, 
or you can visit the triad mm -hmm. and then if you can like push her enough mm -hmm. you know like maybe succeed on an interrogation check or something mm -hmm. then she'll eventually fess up that the situation has gotten out of her control mm -hmm. and she wants you to also track down the robot and this mm -hmm. is where it's going to be mm -hmm. here's all the, like the branching is you start out at the factory the factory leads you to the body of the private investigator who was killed mm -hmm. that clues you into the fact that it was the triad leader who is involved with all of these killings okay so at that point you kind of believe that it's the triad leader but the bodies were killed in this very strange way mm -hmm. so maybe like you don't know exactly what happened the investigator will have notes saying that he was maybe like looking into the dwarf mm -hmm. researcher who had also gone missing mm -hmm. and had found records that he is probably going to be at this location at this time yes that's the docks you go to the docks and wherever he was supposed to be meeting there's an elven ambush mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they attack you. Maybe you find him being ambushed mm -hmm. and you have to fight off the elves. Yep. He tells you, okay, this is where the robot is probably going to be. Mm -hmm. You need to stop it and like maybe bring it back to us. Mm -hmm. And likewise, if you instead decide to track down the leader because she is who is supposedly killing everyone, mm -hmm. she will say, okay, I need help because I'm too tied up in all this political stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and there's too much heat on me now. Yeah, like, but I can't tell people about this robot. Mm -hmm. So I need you to go take it out and recover it and bring it back to me. Okay. And then somewhere along the way, you can have like the government informant say, hey, mm -hmm. maybe like after you uncover it all, mm -hmm. they'll be like, hey, we know what you're getting into mm -hmm. and we, we want you to actually bring it to us. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can kind of decide what you want to do. Yeah. There's a lot of avenues here. I think the only thing I would add is that for the dwarf, if you save him from the ambush, and this could be a very interesting combat scenario if you want to set up that set it up that way, have like, a couple of assassins or spies assassins mm -hmm. are probably really powerful or just archers i think is a stat block you can use yep. attack the dwarf and their focus is to kill the dwarf but your goal is to protect him so if you can yeah. protect him and save him he will tell you how to disable the robot and give you a memory chip kind of thing mm. this way it leads to that like separate ending where it's like if you save the robot and put in the memory chip he's like this will restore him to his original form and maybe that's something that you want uh, to do as a player yeah, okay because i still like the idea of that the robot is still like a sentient being right. that was pulled away from his sentience was pulled away. His soul is pulled away. And now okay. you're putting it back into him and now he can reboot and be a person again. Oh, okay. That's a great angle. So basically they find a bunch of Warforged and they're pulling out the living soul and replacing it with like a machine soul. Exactly. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. And so the researcher wants, cause he, cause it's like obviously super morally wrong. Yeah. But the means are depending on who you are, maybe mm. justified because mm. the dwarves need to want to take back what's right. Exactly. Wow, this is sick. Yeah, but for, if you're going from the elf standpoint, like if you meet her and her explanation, maybe she doesn't tell you about the dwarf being assassinated because she needs to tie up loose ends. Right. She just tells you like, I believe that my my agents have tracked this golem to this, or this warforce's location. Go there, strain it, and bring it back to me. But And you can choose to do that however you want. And then the detective comes in from the mayor Mm -hmm. And maybe there's, like, someone else saying that adds it. If you want to add another NPC who has, like, actual moral standpoint from the political government, it's like, just kill it, blow it up. We can't have this kind of technology around. Right, right, you right. You spice that in. But yeah, okay. There's, like, a, so much here. There's a lot going on. I'm sure it's going to be really complicated for the players solving it. And it's definitely going to be, depending on how the players are as people and what they're looking for in the game, if they're really willing to get into roleplay, they're getting to, willing to take initiative, mm -hmm. this is like a very expansive one-shot adventure. For sure, for sure. And yeah, yeah, I think I think this is definitely going to take multiple sessions. Yeah. But it's dope as fuck, and I think we should, we should 
commit to it. Yeah, I, I, I like it a lot. I, I don't know if it will take multiple sessions. I can. It depends on how long it takes to roleplay and how long they're discussing the table. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, and it's true. You can probably guide them along and make it pretty fast. Like, you could definitely make it, like, four to six hours. Yeah, it depends on how much you want to shove the answers in their face. Kind of right, thing. because I, like, there would there could potentially be, like, so much roleplaying mm-hmm. uh, involved in just, like, the investigation, interrogation. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, they're going to be doing, like, investigation checks left and right, inside checks, and some things will fail, but the key points are the little clues we provided with you, which is, like, how the laser weapon looks and how it cauterizes, Mm -hmm. the people that are dying, if they're looking history checks, the general antagonism between the factions, and what's really causing things. And And even, I mean, you can even, like, sprinkle in encounters, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, even apart from the final battle and and saving the dwarf. Yeah, you can go anywhere from, like, oh, you're dealing, like, when you're talking to the opposite faction, the other faction, the elven faction, you're talking to the dwarves, the elven faction shows up to attack you. Or they could just be punks on the street, you know, that come out of nowhere if you want to sprinkle in random fights there. Yeah, yeah, or, like, uh, on your way to interrogate the triad leader, Mm -hmm. you have to, like, battle until the triad leader is like okay enough yeah you i'll speak to these people privately yeah you have to prove your strength to them yeah 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 and then the final battle could be like another this would be like another golem setup but it's essentially a warforge but you can probably use a golem stat block mm-hmm. and depending on you can even add in uh information from like the researcher not just the memory chip maybe he can give you information on how to deal with the fight there's so many layers you can do with this but man this sounds wild we made a dope framework though yeah there's a lot more work for what the DM has to do on their side, and right, right. incorporating the, your players in, of course, is going to be difficult, but it's a heavy roleplay mystery, which is really cool. Right, right, yeah. I might run this. Okay. I, I, I'll just <laughs> pretend not to know what happened. I, you'll be my DM PC, basically. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'll be the one guiding everyone. Yeah, like, you'll just be like, hmm, maybe we should check this out, or like, yeah. like oh, there's been reports that like, this other stuff happened. Yeah, it's like, hey, Daniel, like, what do we know about, like, the societal background? Like, are there mafia groups? Do they hit anybody? Like, what's going on here? Right, right, right. Yeah, just, I'm yeah. a plant, essentially. Yeah. Love it. A love ficus. It. What is that? A plant. Oh, a plant. Sorry, it's yes, a dumb joke. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. But yeah, it sounds like we're both really interested in this, so that's yeah. pretty cool. This was great. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you listeners liked it too. Um, I'm surprised we fleshed it out this much. Yeah. This is pretty great. Yeah. I'm good about this. Yeah, I like talking to And you. before we get feedback that it's like, I was way too complicated and it <laughs> sounds dumb. Yeah, there's a Whoa. lot going on, but I think... During the wrap-up, it helped a bit. We really kind of fleshed out where the characters are going, the key clues. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a good framework, right? Because it's, mm. it's literally like, you go to this location, it, it introduces you to these clues. And then mm. if you follow this, it leads you here. If you follow that, it leads you there. Yeah. Ultimately, you'll get to the robot. Yeah, and then you're going to have to figure out how to, like, each character plays. You can even change it up. You can add in, like, weird love stories, etc. if you want to. Right, this right, is, like, right. It's still malleable, and there's a lot more work here to be done. Yeah. Um, I would not call this a full one-shot that you can just take and go. But there's enough here that you can get something going, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to One Shot at a Time. My name is Daniel Locke. I'm your Forever DM. I'm joined by... Daniel Lee. I'm also here for some reason. Yep. He is our residential... Resident Evil fan. Yeah, there you go. Cool. You are, actually. You very much do. I like Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah, and if you like Resident Evil, why don't you give this podcast a listen or share it with your friends? You're probably already listening. And give it a five-star review. Yeah, your friends will be like... 
Resident Evil wasn't even mentioned in this podcast until the very end, and it, did, it was just him talking about that he likes it. Yeah. It was one sentence. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a Resident Evil podcast in the future. Oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but if you have any prompts for us, go ahead and email us at oneshotatatimecast at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at oneshotatatime and tell us how wrong we are with history. But that's all for, for us here today. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll catch you all next week. Yep. Shit. That uh, was too long of a pause to include in this. You know, it's a good dramatic pause. Okay. Okay. That's it. Bye.